0: So welcome, Mark Schaefer, to Video Mojo. It's great to have you here. It's nice to meet you finally, John. Thanks for having me. For those of you who may not know, I've followed Mark for a number of years. Uh, he doesn't like to be called the futurist, but he is a futurist. He's an author. He's an educator. He's a consultant. He's a keynote speaker. Uh, he's really one of the leaders in the whole area of the ev- evolution of video marketing and marketing in general. And I think I'd like to start, Mark, with uh, I know that we have a shared value around humanity. We're talking about your new book about community building called Belonging to the Brand. You know, the thing that's near and dear to my heart to lay the foundation is that I like to say that people's bullshit meters are at an all-time high. I also think people's tolerance for the huckster, get-rich-quick hypesters out there in the world of Internet marketing is uh, also at an all time high, and you and I believe that marketing can actually be human and be fun and have some joy involved. So, how would you say that? What's important to you in terms of that conversation?
1: Yeah, I think you've you've characterized that very well, John. Um, you know, the um, I wrote a my, my best selling book so far is is a book that I wrote. In 2019 called Marketing Rebellion and it kind of became a sensation and the tagline for that book is the most human company wins and I think that would sort of be a tagline for my career as well. Um, If you look at the trajectory of my work over at least the, the last 10 or 12 years, it's been about this idea of how do we rise above the noise how how can we be seen? How can we be heard? How can we be discovered? And increasingly, you know, if you if you do this huckster stuff, people are going to run away from you. And I think more than ever, people really value the the, the real authentic human connection, uh, even vulnerability, which is a word you don't hear in business too much. So I think I, it's it's not just I think I know. That that's really the way forward in 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 business and and marketing.
0: Yeah, so I, I think we could even go further with that. I mean, the you know Brene Brown, I think, opened the door the first time I ever heard vulnerability talked about in a business workshop. Yeah. But this this idea of the most human company finishes first is that the way you said it. Most um, most it, human
1: company wins.
0: I think that's really uh, counterintuitive for a lot of people, uh, and I it also builds a bridge because. You know, I'll just say up front that I think one of the most interesting and challenging parts about the uh, belonging to the brand and the idea that community, you can correct me on your tagline also, is the last great marketing strategy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, It is a commitment and a very serious requirement, particularly for a larger company, to make a commitment to be more human.
1: Well, I like the word you use that a lot of this is, is, is counterintuitive. And that's a big part of of the new book, Belonging to the Brand. The foundational idea of the book is, look, you know, you and I have been in marketing a a long time, and I can say with some authority, this is the hardest time it's ever been in, in marketing. I mean, customers are just going a million different directions, and media is fragmented, and the information density is at this overwhelming level, and... So, you know, we've got to find something new. That's what Marketing Rebellion was all about. It's kind of a wake up call. One of the chapters in that book was about belonging and community. And when I finished writing that book, I thought that's the most important chapter in the book. A year later, pandemic hits, and that proved that was the most important chapter in the book. And we're in a world now that's never been more isolated, disconnected, depressed, Uh, the mental health is a sort of a chronic global health issue right now. And it seems weird, because we have this, um, at least this appearance, that we're a click away from friends. And uh, we're really not a lot of the time we spend on social media. uh, And it's, it's really empty social calories. Uh, And so that's the idea. The book is we need to find something else. And I think it's staring us right in the face because community isn't new. But the problem is most communities have either been used to sell stuff. So it doesn't work because nobody wants to gather for that reason, or it's committed to customer self-service. You know, we've got, you
0: have a problem with (laughs) a If you have a problem with our software. I'm putting a pin. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm putting a pin in that customer self-service. Yeah. You
1: know, it's like, (laughs) well, if you have a problem with our software, go into our community and people will help you there. Right. Which is fine. But you're missing the biggest opportunity of great branding is about emotional connection. And, and, you know, if you're just working in social media, those are weak relational links. Those aren't really people that are going to be buying from you. If you have an audience like you have with your podcast, with your show, with video, that's great because there are people are opting into you, right? They are saying, it's okay for you to market to me because I believe in you. I want to hear more from you. That's awesome. But the next level, because that's where most businesses stop, content, audience. The next level is community. It's the ultimate emotional connection because when people are connecting to each other, not just a person or a brand. It creates this new layer of emotional switching costs. For me to leave my friends in this community means I'm leaving this brand. So I'm not going to leave this brand because I belong here. I literally belong to this brand. And so that's my encouragement in this book is to consider this as an option in your marketing portfolio,
0: yeah, and well, and a major a major value option if you if and when you can accomplish it. I want to let's go to take a step back because I my opinion, and I want to push back a little bit and get your opinion. Not all social media is empty calories. No, and no, I'm no, no, I'm okay. No. Okay, and and I'm a I'm a big fan of TikTok in particular mm-hmm. because I think that there are a lot of humans out there being themselves, yeah. having fun creative play. Yeah, but let's be clear about that also. That's
1: entertainment. That's not... It's
0: much more... There's more going on than entertainment.
1: If you're saying that you're connecting on TikTok and you're creating new friendships, then you're right. Then there's that's not empty social calories. But if you're watching TikTok, even if people are being authentic, that's you're not belonging to anything. It's not creating you know, a, a relationship. That's the problem in our world today is that children especially, and and by the way, the isolation, depression, disconnection in our world today, it is very complicated. It is not just screen time, it isn't. Uh, and there are many benefits to screen time. So it's a complicated problem. However, one issue is that, you know, if Gen Z is spending 80% of their free time on a screen in their bedroom without human interaction over time that is going to wire them in a in a in a, in a way in a, in a, in a new way those are empty social calories if they're not connecting with other humans and building real friendships and relationships
0: so okay point taken and and you know i i think we should Look at the brand communities that you're talking about, and I, I understand your point that you're talking about going deeper in relationships. So even if I'm being, even if I'm advocating for a brand on social media and being myself and building a relationship for the brand through a human connection, that's only a part of the way, not at all that's, the yeah. whole way that's an to odd. a real commu- a community. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and here's a perfect example.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask you for an well, example. I mean, That's a
1: perfect example. So
0: I have,
1: uh, you know, thousands. I've been blogging since 2009. I have thousands and thousands of people all over the world who subscribe to my blog. All right. I don't know who they are. I have no idea. I don't know who they are. Now, they know me. They're building an emotional connection to me. Hopefully, when they see I have a new book out, maybe they'll buy it. Maybe if they're working an event and they need a keynote speaker, maybe they'll hire me. So that's great. An audience is really important, but it's not bi-directional. I don't know them. They're not my friends. We're not collaborating. We're not co-creating. Now, I also have a community. I have a community of marketing smart people and we're dedicated to learning about the future of marketing. And this has become like my university. It's like being in school. It's like making new friends and we have new ideas and we're debating each other and challenging each other. And now people in the community, they're getting together and having dinner with each other all over the world. And we're going to have a party at my house this summer. And so it's, it's, it's building these bonds. It's this bi-directional bond. It's like I said, it's like, These are people that I have a real social relationship with, and they have a social relationship with each other. That's one of the characteristics of community. In an audience, people don't commune. They don't know each other, right? In a community, Mm -hmm. they, they commune, they know each other, and they're united in a common purpose for gathering. The common purpose in my community is to learn about the future of marketing. People have an urgency to learn. They have an urgency to remain relevant. And so we're helping each other. And these are people from all over the world. And they're seeing new things, experiencing new things that, you know, I've, you know, I I have no chance to to know about those things. So this is a community that's growing and learning. And it's the it's it's. If you look at sort of this continuum of emotional connection, you know, social media, it's like you said, you might admire people. That's cool. An audience, people might admire you because they like your show, but in the community, you're connected to each other.
0: And and I aspire to that. That's part of the re- what attracted me to your book. Um, but let I think that let's flesh that out for people on a business context. You know, what does that look like in a B2C context? How does a company move from marketing and have, building an audience and hopefully and, and maybe even customer service into that depth that you're talking about? And how does a B2B company, are those, I presume they're somewhat different. What are What are examples of businesses bigger than yours, for example, that are building community and have done it successfully?
1: I, 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 you know, that's a good question, John. I don't know really. I don't know how different they are you know in in the book I've got case studies i I, I went to great lengths <laughs> to have lots of diverse case studies in this book because yeah, um one of the criticisms I had in marketing rebellion they said you know most of your most of your examples are b to c and I thought oh my gosh I'm a b2 b guy <laughs> how did that happen so in 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 this book I've got everything I've got you know, nonprofits, big companies, agencies, B2B, B2C, not, you know, there's a little, there's, you know, the biggest community is 6 million people and the smallest community is 30. And there's even like a community uh, created by, you know, a stay-at-home mom raising five kids that has 50,000 people in her community. So it's a little bit of of everything. I, you know, I think the the bones of the community are, are kind of the same, everywhere. It, it starts with the culture. Because like you said, very keenly, that there it is a commitment. And if you're just in there to to meet a quarterly sales goal, and your culture is always be closing, this, you know, it probably isn't going to work. So you've got to have a culture from top to bottom that really understands that the community becomes perhaps the major marketing effort of your company um, number two I hinted at a few minutes ago is this idea of a, a unifying purpose. what where's the intersection about what do you stand for and what do your customers stand for and how can you be better together? you know an, an example that every many people I think would understand is is Patagonia. You know, you think of Patagonia, you think about environmental sustainability and responsible outdoor recreation, and there's just no question, right? And I've got friends that say, uh, I will only buy Patagonia because I believe in what they do, and I belong to that brand. I want to do everything I can to make that brand successful because we are united in this purpose, in in this community. And I spend, I've got an entire chapter just giving companies and individuals ideas about how you can figure out that purpose. This is another big difference between traditional marketing thinking and community. Traditional marketing thinking is value proposition, right? We have the biggest selection. We have the most locations. We have the best service. That's awesome. But I don't want to gather in a community because you have the best service. I want to gather in a community because you're helping me grow. You're helping me learn. You're helping me change the world. You're entertaining me in some new way. So there's got to be some some. You got to give people a reason to be there. And uh, so those are those are some of the you know foundational principles. The 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 other common characteristic, whether it's b to b or b to c is that communities almost always start with people who are already there. It could be a group of people you just have lunch with every month and you seem to be like-minded and, and, and moving together in a certain way. It could be people that read your blog or watch your videos. Um, it could be maybe a, a group of customers who are particularly loyal and passionate and they want to see you succeed. So almost, I mean, not almost, I think in every example, communities start with, it could be five people, could be 10 people. And you say, you know, we seem to have this in common. Let's formalize this and create a little community. And then what happens, people will say, you know, the initial five, the initial 10, they'll say, this is so awesome. I love this so much can I bring someone else? And that's when the magic starts to happen.
0: Yeah. It has to be that attractive. Yeah. yeah. It's, but, and again, I, I, I keep coming back to, it's a big ask. Um, but, and I want to ask you about the kind of the relationship between building that degree of, it's not just trust, it's participation and involvement, mm. uh, and influencers. And it was interesting. I was listening to a podcast talking about influencers just the other day, and they talked about Steve Jobs, uh, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, as even gigantic brands like that. I mean, I'm I, the biggest community kind of thing that comes to mind for me, although it doesn't exactly fit your def- definition, is Apple. I mean, I'm I'm an Apple enthusiast, and I do feel that Steve Jobs created this purpose of we're making a dent in the universe. We're made, you know, the world's going to be a better place because everybody's going to have a personal computer. Going back back in the day, mm-hmm. how do you see that human leadership and influencers in particular in relationship? to companies taking this serious plunge to make a commitment to build a community for their brand
1: well, that's, that's that's a great question usually there there is a, a correlation with that um you know to spend time in a community you're comp- i mean if if you're trying to get people in your community you're competing with mandalorian You're competing with Words with Friends and Fortnite. You're competing with baby pictures on Facebook. All these things are trying to get our attention and a community is is no different. So to join a community. Usually it starts with some leap of trust like either I I love this brand and their products or I would say in my case a lot of people in my community would say, I believe in Mark, I like the way he thinks. I want to be part of that. Let's learn from each other. I think there definitely is a correlation between making that leap into trust, either the brand or a person. Once you get in the community, it could be the community manager who almost you know becomes like a friend. Um, and um, so I, I do, I think you're right. I think your hunch on that is correct.
0: And and what about little people like me? I mean, you know, it's like, what? how do the—is it really just about how, driving with a purpose in terms of algamating and finding out what people want to do in terms of getting that level of participation? Because I think on one hand, you talk a lot in the book about what does it take to steer the culture of a company— in a significant enough way that they make this investment because it's a big investment and it's, it re- involves culture change, right? It isn't just like, oh, we're going to do a new marketing strategy and we used to do pay-per-click advertising or we didn't do it. And now we're going to do it. Uh, you're talking about changing the culture and then, you know, finding out where that ver- fertile soil is. So to Actually,
1: I, I, I would say not, not exactly because, you know, I've been a, I've been an employee, you know, in big companies. I've worked with Fortune 100 companies and small companies. And here's what I know, both as an employee, as a, as a consultant, it's almost impossible to change culture. You know, there's culture is really hard. Um, I think it was, I think it was Peter Drucker that said, culture eats strategy for breakfast or something like that. There's only one way to change culture. And that is, is the leader at the top. The leader at the top sets the tone for the company. There's no such thing as a grassroots cultural change. So if you're working in a company and you say, I want to start a community. If it's not supported and understood at the very, at the very top, and all the way down the company, um, you know, it's probably not going to work. So in the book, I talk about, and I talked about this in Marketing Rebellion too, your culture is your marketing. That's what shows up. You know, if you're very legalistic and afraid, that's what your connection to customers is going to look like. You know, if you're very open and let's go and, you know mr customer or mrs customer you're the boss that's what your market is going to show up like that's what your community is going to show up like too so i i think the first step is an assessment and being intellectually honest about Mm -hmm. um look you know is this the right kind of company to do this and then you know if 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 what what i talk about in the book is is look If you have a great leader, they're going to urgently want to change. They're going to urgently want to get any competitive advantage they can. And so my book is a business case for a community. And if you've got a smart leader in your company, they're going to understand it. Because it's locked down, you know, unassailable research, unassailable benefits. And, and and it just it just makes sense. It's a good business case. It's a very strong business case. Now, if you've got a leader who's just trying to hang on to enter to to retirement, probably not going to work. But I, I'm actually optimistic that I, you know the companies I work with, they know how competitive business is. Their jobs are on the line to create. I mean, they are on a journey of relentless relevance, right? Every business, every brand is on a journey of relentless relevance. What do we mean in this world today? What do we mean? How do we fit in this economy today? How do we adapt to the way you know Gen Z is or baby boomers are or how technology is influencing us? So, I mean, this is a useful idea. This is a, and, it, and it doesn't break the bank. It really doesn't. You can, no. you can pilot this in a very small way. And and see if it's going to work. So uh, I, 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 so I'm optimistic. I'm actually very optimistic.
0: Yeah, and I love your passion for it. And and here's the book belonging to the brand. One last question mark. So now, kind of zooming down to the microcosm and the the small businesses. If we have uh, creators, solopreneurs, small business owners, also watching this podcast. Uh, You know, what are the questions that we should be asking? I put myself in that category to build a community that will really give our companies lasting value.
1: Well, I mean, one of the things that's kind of interesting, John, is that of of startups today, like young entrepreneurial startups, 85 percent are leading with community as their strategy. Because as a startup, what do you need? You need advice, you need advocates, you need people to test things and try to break it. So, I mean, that's just a, a really amazing strategy for, for, for an entrepreneur. It's say, you know, just get some people together and say, hey, let's work on this together and give me a little bit of your time and let's see if we can get this to work. So, you know, that, that is happening. You know, for, for someone like you, just, you know, an entrepreneur, I'd kind of start to, to think about, well, what do I want to, you know, what's the impact I want to have on this world? What's my message? And how could I make that impact in a bigger way if other people came along with me? Are there other people who want to, who are, you know, rowing, this, rowing the same boat? And you say let's get in the same boat and all row together we'll have a bigger impact Mm -hmm. um you know me i'm a teacher and and look uh i i teach at at the at the graduate level and the people in my classes are mid to senior level marketing executives at big companies in the new york city area i better know what the heck i'm talking about you you know you got you got to be on top of everything So I have this urgency to to stay relevant and learn about, you know, what's happening in our world and how do we adjust? That's what my community is. All these people in the community, you know, they're saying the same thing. There was a fellow in the community the other day that said, you know, somebody, one of his customers asked him about something in the meeting. He said, the only way I knew about that was this community. Thank God I'm in this community. So that's an example of, we can be better together, pushing each other, teaching each other, learning together, then I could, I mean, my gosh, I would just be so overwhelmed by everything that's going, going on right now.
0: Fantastic. Those are, those are inspiring and motivational words. I really appreciate you taking the time, Mark. The, the book is Belonging to the Brand, Why Community is the Last Great Marketing Strategy. Mark Schaefer and your website is businesses plural grow.com any other coordinates you want people to have to follow up on your work
1: no i i mean uh if you can find businesses grow you can find my blog you can find uh my podcast you can find my books and you can find my community it's free it's open you know we've got people from all over the world in this community and we're having a ball (laughs)
0: that's important thing having fun is crucial yeah uh you know before we started recording you know we talked about you being called the futurist and it says on your website that you're a marketing futurist and that's accurate Uh, And I also will throw in this term thought leader gets thrown around a lot, Mm -hmm. but I look to you. You are a thought leader. This book is innovative. It is out on the leading edge. He does make a very serious business case for why community really is the last great marketing strategy. Thank you for everything you do, Mark. And thank you also for making the time to be on Video Mojo.
1: Thank you, John. Uh, It's been an an honor being here.